Welcome everyone to episode 497 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Today's topic is going to be the new Amazon MMORPG New World. Uh, I did play quite a bit this past week uh, in lieu of playing other things because I kind of got myself not addicted, but um, really, really into it. So that's going to be our main topic. Corey, you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode? Yeah, the only thing that I played that was a little bit different was Astria Ascending, a sort of unique 2D RPG, uh, JRPG that I'll talk a little bit more about. I found myself, uh, I just tried it out and found myself really enjoying it. So I ended up playing almost, I think, like four hours. Nice. Um, Yeah, I'll talk ever so briefly about my first few minutes of Metroid Dread, which came out yesterday. I probably only played for 10 or 15 minutes, but... Uh, I'll give my very initial reactions to to, to Metroid Dread um, later on, <clears throat> and then hopefully have an episode about it next week uh, if I can if I can get some more time in with it. So uh, before we get into New World, I did want to say that um, when I talk about New World, it's more from uh, uh, people that are on the fence. Like I didn't, I'm not level sixty. You know, I played maybe 12, 14 hours. Uh, I think I got to level 18. So if you're looking for in-depth, like, PvP, that's not that's not what this is. This episode is going to be about. It's more uh, if you're on the fence about maybe getting it, uh, you know, this may push you over the edge or not. So I uh, did want to get that out of the way at the beginning. So, yes, uh, New World. So New World, of course, is is developed by Amazon. Is it Amazon Game Studios? That's the name of the company, maybe. Um, it's kind of their first, not their first release. Their first was that um, MOBA game that I can't even think of the name of right now. Spell the... Tower? No, not that one. It was like a first person. It was like um, like Overwatch a little bit, and it was Bless? really no. It was really popular for for this is off topic already, uh, but it was really popular <laughs> for like. A, uh, not even a month, two weeks maybe, and then it just fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look it up while you're chatting, Dan. Okay. I'm a little bit slower than usual. I'm on a, a loner laptop today, so uh, uh-huh. I'm not as not as quick to Google's. Yeah, and it's also a different operating system than what you're used to. Correct. Yep. Um. So yeah, new world. Um. Uh, the initial thing i think that stands out about it is the setting so instead of a like traditional fantasy setting uh it's more set in like the not colonial era but but age of exploration era which i think is really cool it's a it's a different setting um not really following the story much but you you know you're washed up uh you know on on the shores of this this island um it does have a mix of uh, sort of realistic type of things in it, and then uh, like fantasy, traditional, more traditional fantasy stuff. Um, so that that's kind of what initially sets it apart for me. Um, I always like in a uh, like MMORPG or a game like that when there's like guns in it. So there's muskets in it. Um, I don't know if you can get pistols yet. I don't know. You can't get pistols yet, but I hope at some point they add pistols because that would be cool. Some of the enemies that you fight do have pistols. Do they call them uh, like blunderbuss and stuff like that? The weird. No, it's it's a musket. Okay, musket. Yeah. Yeah. So I made sure in my build to use the musket because 
and, and not only is is it cool that that's in there, but it, you actually have to aim. So your bow and arrow shots, you have to aim like a third person shooter almost. Uh, you get, but you do bonus damage for headshots. Um, so aim is very important. Uh, the combat system is is also a little more active than most combat systems. It f- it plays more like a ha- like a hack and slash type of game than like a, a traditional MMORPG. Um, so when you're fighting, you attack with your uh, left left mouse click. Uh, you know, pretty standard there. Uh, if you hold down the the left mouse click, you will do a like a power power shot power hit. Uh, whatever, or if you're using a bow or a musket, uh, you know that's the hip fire. Um, so if you put push your right but right up right mouse button down, it's it's block. Uh, so blocking and dodging are all also important in this to avoid taking damage. You have stamina, uh, which blocking and dodging both use your stamina. If your stamina bar gets depleted, you're kind of stunned very briefly. Um, and then you have your, uh, you know, your special attacks. So, uh, so my weapons are the musket and a spear. So with my spear, I have two special attacks right now, and the, you can unlock a bunch of different ones. I think you can only have maybe three equipped at the same time. But uh, one is throwing the spear. So when I throw the spear, it knocks down uh, the enemy. And then I have one where it's like a jump, and then down downward attack type of thing uh but there's like a 360 circle attack for that there's a few others i i'm only level 18 so i haven't really unlocked all the all the cool ones uh but Corey, i know when you when you talk about uh progression in a game like uh assassin's creed odyssey or assassin's creed valhalla you like to feel you know feel more powerful as you as you progress and i do feel like unlocking the different abilities for your weapons uh does does help with that quite a bit so and then for my uh for my musket it's the only thing the only extra thing i have right now is like a charge charge shot so i uh, push q and that charges my charge shot for my musket so uh, but there is other things like uh, one of the things is I have to I have to aim down the sights for three seconds and I get a bonus bonus to damage. Um, so, but again, I, I love that it actually takes aim for that sort of thing. How forgiving is the aim? It's a little bit forgiving. It's not it's not hundred percent, but uh, you like you do have to hit the target. You know, is it the type of game where you don't want to? I mean, for that reason, you don't want to have any latency. Like, will that really impact things, or or do yeah, they? Yeah, I, I would think so, especially into... especially if you're doing PvP. Uh, I don't think you want to have any latency. I don't I don't know about um, like PVE type of stuff. Yeah, uh, I have had a couple lag spikes, um, but really, like, what just happens is when when the lag happens, it just kind of freezes for a few seconds, and your character just stops. You'd think uh, Amazon, which basically hosts the internet, would have that, yeah. that stuff figured out because I was reading some reviews and, and one of the more common complaints, and I think the reason why the user review score is so low, I think the user review score on Metacritic is like three and a half. Really? Um, yeah, is because of server queues. Oh, yeah. That was a big thing at the beginning. I don't know that it's as much of a thing now. Um, I never had any issues. I didn't start on launch day. I played, started playing it maybe two or three days later. 
uh, and I was able to get right in. There's a lot of servers. Uh, well, another cool thing that they did is, so there's servers and then there's realms. So what they did with the realms is uh, there'll be a few different servers per realm. I don't know how many. So when the player base kind of starts to dwindle, they can combine servers into the realms. Uh, so you kind of know like which servers you're going to be merging into. Um, so I, th I thought that was a smart, smart thing to do right off the bat, you know? Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's uh that's that's combat in a in a t 2t or in in a nutshell i guess uh but i really like the combat it's it, like i said it's a little more more active than than your average combat um in an mmorpg so uh, another big thing in the game is of course crafting and resource gathering uh it is almost a fully player-based economy uh you can't just go to a shop and buy like i need to buy ammo for my musket so uh you can't just go to a npc shop and, and and buy it you have to buy it from players there is loot i don't know to what extent uh, again i'm not in the late game at all uh, i don't know to what extent like late game loot is better than player made loot if it is or not uh, i would say i'm probably about 50 50 for stuff that players have made and stuff i've looted and or gotten as quest rewards uh, i did make my two weapons that i have currently my spear i don't know what the name of them are i do i i did craft those myself which is a nice feeling to use your own weapons and carry them into combat so um while you're on the subject of crafting dan i pulled out a, a quote from rock paper shotguns alice bell mm -hmm. i was reading a review this morning before we went on just to kind of familiarize myself with the game a little bit um and i'll just read what she says but this was in reference to the expeditions which start at level 25 okay i think um i don't think you've made it that far yet have you no but i i do see a lot of chatter about the expeditions on on the global yeah chat. So I think that's just their version of instances or dungeon runs or whatever you want to call it. Um, but anyway, she says, but in fact, a pretty efficient way of leveling. She was talking about the difficulty of getting to that point, how that's a little that's considered a little more late game than most MMORPGs. I mm -hmm. think like World of Warcraft, you can do that stuff at level 15 or something like that. But she says, uh, but in fact, a pretty efficient way of leveling is by crafting. Every time you make a thing, armor or weapons or a fetching pair of curtains, you get some experience. Depending on your outlook or your build, especially if you're a squishy healer, going out and spending ages harvesting herbs to make potions might be your easiest route to dungeoning. This is the interesting part to me, Dan. I found that I now, instead of being a brave and dashing adventurer, basically just have a job and it feels more than usually grindy. Um, the reason that jumped out at me and, and might be part of the reason why you're enjoying the game so much is it reminded me of the like Animal Crossing gameplay loop where the game might have your attention, you know, but are you actually enjoying what you're doing? And, and I think... For me, I'm always looking for that extra thing. I can uh -huh. acknowledge when I'm just like, a game just has my attention. I'm just addicted to it, which was the right. case with Animal Crossing for me. Sure. But when you kind of step back a little bit and take a look at what you're doing, you're like, oh my God, like I'm doing this, this very boring thing over and over and over again. And I'm only doing it because I'm like a little bit addicted to doing it. Mm -hmm. do, you think, do you think New World is that? Or do you think there's a little bit more magic there than just that? so dopamine drip cycle yeah i mean it, it for for me it's something i like in a game so one of the my, one of my favorite things about the original star wars galaxies was that uh if you wanted to 
you had to take part in the economy in some way. Like, you know, you needed to, to, to get credits. Uh, you had to, had to sell something, you know, you had to be, be a part of the, of the world and the economy in the world. Uh, and I, I love that about the game. You know, I had characters that were just dedicated. Like I had a doctor character, uh, way back in in the day in in Star Wars Galaxies that I just had like I just made like a medical company and I made pharmaceuticals and mm-hmm. sold them and I used that money to fund my combat character who's a, a commando uh, to get all of his armor and and weapons and stuff that I had to buy from other players uh, and that was always something I really enjoyed about that game is it wasn't all about the high level raids. Uh, to get the loot, it was more geared towards player versus player, uh, where you got your, you know, your your loot from, or you got your gear from from other players. So that was always something I enjoyed about the game, and I, I I'm seeing similarities with New World with that, uh, which is why I think I I'm latching onto it so far because I I enjoy there's a, a kind of a solitude in in running around the forest and chopping down trees and and mining nodes and. And gathering stuff uh I, it's it's kind of relaxing uh but at the same yeah. time at the same time you don't really have to do that like you could just spend the entire time fighting uh you, you you still do get loot that you could sell um animals will attack you like along the way so you could skin there skim them and sell the you know sell the hides uh but you do get a decent amount of money just from like questing and stuff which is like i said a little different than than star wars galaxies was so um but yeah uh i i do enjoy the 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 crafting aspect of it uh and 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 like i said resource gathering um i'm uh slowly working up all my all my skills uh, i did start a company so a company in this game is is your like guild that you're that you're part of so i started my own it's the east Ariador trading company um which is of course you know star wars no, Ariador's from uh, Lord of the Rings. I think there's an Ariador in Star Wars. There might as be. Well. There might be. Yeah, no, Ariador is like the country that the the Shire is part of. Isn't that where Tarkin is from? Ariador. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't just know. Has a similar name. Um, um <laughs> sorry. So I I'm I'm solo so far, uh, you know, obviously. But uh, yeah. I dig it. Uh, so yeah, the the player versus player thing is another aspect of the game that's really interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, I've, I one thing I really like in MMOs is the PvP stuff, but I think that's a there's a fine line to walk there between like how voluntary it is, whether you know if you want to do it, do you have to commit to it, or is it just kind of there in the background and you could like in certain areas you could get jumped by somebody um how does that work yeah so uh so there's three factions there's uh purple the syndicate which is part of or what i am there is yellow which is the covenant i believe and then there's green which is marauders um so what you do is when you're when you're in a city you have the choice of turning pvp on or not uh so it's the u button so if you push u It'll turn your PvP on. Once you get outside the city, you have 30 seconds to, like, go somewhere and, like, be prepared for PvP. Um, there's a – it's a timer. I, I don't know. I think it's 30 seconds. Maybe maybe it's 25. But, yeah. 
once you get outside the city, then if you with PvP on, you can get attacked. Um, so I started doing faction missions, which you get from they're they're sort of your rinse and repeat type missions. To there is a, the grindy aspect to it, where it's just grinding faction uh, points for for the ability to purchase gear and to level up your your faction standing. Um, I think it has something to do with taking over an area too. Like if your faction wanted to take over an area that's how you weaken it maybe um but i haven't figured figured all that out quite just yet but yeah uh i've done a little pvp i got attacked once by a level 44 character who killed me in three hits um so lame yeah there's not not a ton i could do about that but you um, got ganked yeah but uh you know i i did set up an ambush uh no one unfortunately came along but you know that's that's the that's the rub um one more question for me dan the <clears throat> a common it wasn't even really a criticism because everybody just kind of brought it up but didn't complain about it uh, but the game's called new world right so it's obviously inspired by the age of exploration yep um but something that pretty much every review i read called off called out right off the bat was that you learn um that you're not the only person in this area. Um, they they sort of bring up the fact that it's, the game's called New World, but you you find yourself constantly running into other people. It doesn't feel very uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. The sense of discovery isn't very well played out in the game. Would you sure. would you agree with that, or do you think do you think there is a, a a good feeling of discovery built into New World? I just feel like a game called that that. Yeah plays into that setting should do that really well but it kind of sounds like it doesn't so i think it 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 does okay for you personally like seeing a new area exploring a new area for you personally that there is definitely people there and even like when you're out in the remote remote parts of the mountains you'll sometimes see someone running across um but yeah being able to see all the new areas i think is a is a cool thing uh it's it's terrain traversal is a little harder in this game than a lot of other games which give do kind of give it that feel of of wow i'm I'm treading ground that maybe no one else has been on Um, okay i like that because you can't like there's a lot of rocky rocky parts and mountainous parts that you just can't you have to go on the roads or you know around you can't just like go from point a to point b very easily so in a lot of cases it's easiest just to follow the roads uh, and then you you know wander off when you want to gather some resources or something, um, so that's also a, a cool thing and, and a different thing is is traversal is a little more difficult. Um, fast travel is a little strange too. Um, so once per hour you get to recall to the inn that you are checked in at. Uh, if you die, you also recall to the inn. So a lot of people are dying on purpose just to fast travel back if their hour is up. Uh, and then once you are in like a like a, a city you can you can spend the azoth i think it is it's one of the special like resources uh in the game that you gather it's uh you spend some of that to travel to other like places that have uh tra- a transport uh, a warp like a warp gate type of thing um so it is a little different than other mmorpgs people complain about not being able to have mounts I don't know. It's fine. There's no mounts. 
the no not yet. Ma- no mounts. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, that may be something that they. It's always something they add, add down later. the road, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it was a forty dollar game. I think that's well worth it. There is no subscription fee, which I also like. I don't think I would have bought it if there had been a subscription fee of any kind. Um, I'm going to, you know, other than this past week where I played a lot, I'm going to kind of, you know, just play relatively casually. Uh, if I happen to get into the PV, PVP heavy later on, then then great. If not, that's that's okay, too. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, there is uh, territory capture and stuff. I haven't really experienced that uh, all that much to this point to this point but i do plan on maybe joining a war sometime and experiencing that and see what see what that's like hmm okay i'm i'm slightly more convinced than yeah. i was previously would you say the i think the metacritic score is like 76 would you say that's pretty fair yeah i mean i, pr- I would probably score it a little higher uh okay. but that's because you know some people really don't like the resource gathering and crafting but that's i love doing that so um, well, as you said, you don't need you don't necessarily need to to make that your focus. You can yeah. kind of uh, push that to the side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I it, uh, honestly, probably if I was going to score it, it would probably be like an eight and a half out yeah, of okay. ten. High praise. Yeah, and again, where would you not... place it in the hierarchy of your favorite MMORPGs? Uh, let's see. Probably, I mean, I didn't play. Well, I get, I didn't play a ton of them. Probably like five. I would have to go through and remember all the ones that I played. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Guild Wars would be top. OG Star Wars Galaxies would probably be second. EverQuest, EverQuest Two. Did I put New World in there? What about Lord of the Rings Online? Where's that? I didn't play that that much. Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah. I love that game. It was it's good. I mean, I think that's free to play. Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe I'll fire that up at some point. Uh Star Wars the Old Republic is was was that one of them? That wouldn't that wouldn't no. be top 5, I don't think. Okay. So between Star Wars I would say the probably 5 5th. Yeah, some of your uh, favorites. Okay. Just yeah, just real quick, you know, measuring in my head. Yeah. So, yeah. Um I'm going to like I said keep playing New World see where it goes cool i've only been to yeah i've only really explored two of the areas too i'll I'll say that um one is like uh rocky foresty type area and then the south area that my faction was actually in control of was uh like a kind of a jungle type place which was kind of cool so I don't know Neat. what the other territories even look like really that much. So, but yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. Um, not not available on Amazon Luna, which is crazy to me. That's the Amazon's game streaming service. Yeah. I, I was gonna sign up for it or do the trial at least just to play New World, but I looked and it's not available on there. I don't know why. I wonder if some of it has to do with the server issues um, that they're still working out, but you said that that stuff's getting straightened away. So yeah, who knows? Maybe soon. But I mean, that I, I'm reading a lot of stories about the success of that game too. Apparently the CEO of Amazon games said, or um, 
maybe it was Jeff Bezos they were referring to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw the headline. Some important person at Amazon saw, you know, how profitable games can be because of the success, success of New World. So yeah, apparently it's doing pretty well. And um, I'm happy because anytime you add more players to the market, it just fosters competition and we get better games because of it so yep. it's good Agreed. to have a powerhouse good to have a powerhouse like amazon in the mix now and uh, hopefully they can do some more great stuff yeah that's their first successful game too which is yep uh good. crucible i think was the name of the crucible yep that's what it was we can think of okay that is what it yep. was and then there was that other one that will played that was the same type of same type of game but that fell off like a month after it was it was i think it was by 2k but it was their attempt at going after the overwatch type of gameplay overwatch uh first person shooter moba game i'm not i was i've never been good at those games i I think all the times we've spent playing mobas and um uh like the overwatch the class style shooters and stuff like i've always been the worst out of our you know group and i don't know why i'm just uh, i don't know i think there's like there's a certain amount of memory you need to have that i just don't put the time in to recall like builds and stuff like that sure i don't know just those games just don't resonate with me for some reason sure i get it uh okay let's get into noble bits then shall we oh yeah once again i don't have anything well, we but can if talk. You do, Dan, I'll, I'll, yeah, we uh... can talk about the big one, the Twitch leak. Oh yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Uh, so, for those of you that didn't know about it or haven't heard about it, there was a huge Twitch either leak or hack. I'm not really sure. Um, listening to some like uh, streamers talk about it, it's, they seem to think it might have been a leak um, that someone leaked some internal documents. But what it was is this a file of lots and lots of of Twitch data, which included some of the, not salaries, but some of the amount of money that some of the top streamers have earned from 2019 to fairly recently, I think, right? Yeah, this uh, this month, October 2021. Yeah, so uh, that's a little bit alarming. I mean, to a certain extent, you could probably calculate some of this. Um. And uh, you texted me about it, was it Wednesday, maybe? Yeah. Uh, about Tim the Tapman, uh, who's who I watch just about every day. Uh, and when I t- flipped it on, you know, I flipped on his stream. He's not on Twitch anymore, but but YouTube. Uh, he was talking with one of his friends who I also occasionally watch, Dr. Lupo. Uh, and Dr. Lupo figured out, he's, he's the smart one of, like, their crew. Um, he figured out that it was just, <laughs> that was just sub- income too from people who subs from their channels not not bits oh, and obviously geez. not donations uh ad revenue wasn't wasn't included in that total it was just subtotals okay uh, that makes for, so for yeah two years and or whatever sorry to jump over you there dan but no, okay. it's the, the, the crazy part to me about that was i saw the numbers and i'm like man that's a lot of money but i still felt like it wasn't representative of the whole picture so that makes sense that you said that because tim the tap man had made uh, and again, this is August 2019 to whenever he stopped. Do you know when that would be roughly? He joined YouTube sometime over the summer. I don't remember exactly when it was. Okay. So yeah, I'll, we'll just say roughly two years. Yeah. Um, you know, 3.2 million he made just from subscribers. Yeah. 
uh, before his his switch to YouTube. So that's that's a crazy amount of money. I think if I were one of those people, I think the top earner was just under 10 million. Yeah, that was a group. That wasn't an individual streamer. It was like a group channel. Oh, like I a think. team that yeah. had yeah that had one channel. Um, yeah, but that that 10 million. I think if I was one of those people on that list, I'd quietly like be like, yeah, now everybody knows how much money I get to play video it, yeah, games it's, it's, on screen. It's more of a flex than anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A flex. It's in poor taste to talk about how much money you make, but to have it leaked out to the public like that, and especially for such a cool job as, as video game streaming, uh, probably probably feels a little good to some of these people. Yeah. But um, Not just that, I but was... it, I mean, it goes to show like that's kind of the future of entertainment. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was just having this conversation about um, some some older folks about they were talking about how like movies nowadays are just like they just don't know what's going on with movies anymore. And part of the reason I brought up is it, it, there's no celebrities anymore in Hollywood. You know, the celebrities are made on Twitch or made on TikTok or made on social media elsewhere. You know, there's no you know, who's the big who's the Will Smith of today? There isn't one. Yeah. You know, there's somebody on social media that you know there is no such thing as popular culture anymore either it's just little niches here and there yeah um i don't know i think that has a lot to do with it but yeah yeah i don't know if you saw but um it was like the second week of the nfl season and instead of having a traditional broadcast team espn had peyton and eli manning like having a conversation while the football game was on it's like yep i think that's a reaction to people watching live streams on twitch or youtube or you know, that's that's kind of where things are headed, I think. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of sad because I feel like gone are the days of, you know, uh, merit. Inter- that's not the right word, but gone are the days of like just putting on what somebody interprets as a good broadcast mm-hmm. as opposed to just putting the people on there who are going to drive the biggest audience sure. and that's Peyton and Eli you know yeah. they're going to bring in a lot more people than anybody else in that broadcast team and that's what it's all about it's all about ad revenue whatever's going to bring in the most the biggest audience to get the most eyes um eyes and ears is is the way to go and it, it kind of makes me sad because I I appreciate a good production you know a good broadcast but it's it's just all about numbers it's a numbers game nowadays yeah absolutely and I arguably it always has it always has been but now we have the data to back up you know what brings in the biggest audience everything's tracked nowadays yeah. back uh back in the 90s it was like okay let's put the best people on this broadcast you know that will give us the best chance to get the most viewers on tv and and they would have their nielsen ratings or whatever but that would be it that'd be the the only way they could tell yeah how many eyes were on the broadcast yeah uh you know and i find myself like i i'll pretty much put tim the Tapman stream on every day and i just have it on and like i don't watch anything really but the thing about that is is it's not whenever i watch something i have to like actively watch it i have to pay attention to what's going on i don't want to miss any details and i'm just not in a place where i can really do that right now so Mm -hmm. having something like that on where you know it's it's in the background uh it's entertaining i could watch for a few minutes and then move on and do something else and not come back and feel like i missed anything you know Um, right so that's that's why i like it it's it's you know video games and and you know him and his friends having fun playing like it's it's perfect for me you know yep but yeah that was uh that was kind of the big big story from this week that was that was a big deal oh uh, i don't know Dan, also, I think... also not a good look for twitch 
Yeah, the whole source code leaked apparently too as as part of it um, yep. for for the Twitch platform and some of their services. I, I think that are not even launched yet. Um, wasn't there like a Steam competitor as part of the leak? Mm. Vapor, codenamed Project Vapor, or something like I that. I did not read any of that. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucks for Amazon, but yeah. what happens in today's digital world? Uh, you say that that was the big story of the week, Dan, but I don't know. Sora from Kingdom Hearts being oh. the final DLC character in Super Smash Brothers may have been the biggest news story of the week. That's yeah, I, I completely deal. forgot about that. That was earlier the, earlier in the week, I think. Monday I'm sure that made a lot of people happy, right? He's a pretty popular character. Yeah. I was happy. I, I was kind of hoping it would be Master Chief, but I know Sora is a is a important character for a lot of people, so I was okay with that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nah. Okay. How was your week, Corey? Um, pretty good. This finally slowed down a little bit. Um, what did we do this week? I feel like I did something kind of fun, but I can't recall now. Um. But I started where we started watching and finished um, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Uh, really cool show. I think it's based on a series of novels, but I could be wrong. Really cool show um, about a small town, a small island community with a very teeny tiny religious pre- presence. They might be, I think they're Catholic. Um, and there's this church that the the whole series revolves around where this priest uh, disappears and then to fill his spot a younger priest comes into this really small community and um, coinciding with that there's a bunch of like small miracles around the town Uh, it's kind of a horror thriller drama series uh, I think timed appropriately for Halloween Um, but it's really slow burning I don't I have a hard time recommending shows that are really really slow uh, because unless the themes or you know the acting um, are really really good, it's it's hard for me to recommend it to people because people just don't have the attention span. Most of the time, I don't have the attention span to watch slow stuff um, unless I'm really into it. But this was one of those shows where I was really into it. There's a lot of like philosophical deep monologues about life and death and religion and faith and all that kind of stuff, which I really appreciate. And the performances are so good that you're sucked right in and you're, you know, you're hanging on every single word that they say. Um, I forget the actor's name, but it's Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights is the, like the lead guy. Uh, And then there's a a few other like B level actors uh, that people would recognize, but probably don't know the names of it's by the people who did the haunting of Hill house. Um, There's some characters from that show, which is also a really good show on Netflix. If you're looking for, for horror. Um, But yeah, it's just, and there's one monologue towards the end where one of the characters talks about um, what she thinks happens when you die. And it might be the most beautiful description of death that I've ever heard and probably the one I would subscribe most to. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of, of a kind of about being spiritual without being religious. Um, and it was just really, really beautiful the way she articulated, you know, what she anticipates happens when you die. And to me, it kind of demonstrates the preciousness of life. Um, you know, even from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. So, uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, I definitely recommend it. It is a little bit spooky. Uh, it's about angels and demons and stuff like that. Um, so that uh, sounds like something I would love. Yeah, not everything is as it seems. Um, 
and there's a lot of like Bible references and stuff like that. So uh, if you're into that stuff, I do recommend it. Again, really slow burner. Um, they're hour-long episodes and not much happens in them except for a lot of talking and philosophizing. So uh, you definitely have to have your focus what, in order to- What was to that called? Uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, okay. Yep. Have you watched Squid Game? I have. We watched the first episode of Squid Game. Uh, my favorite, My favorite- tweet about squid game was someone saying to all the u.s companies uh rubbing their hands together thinking about how much money they can get to remake squid game you do not need to remake squid game it's fine as is uh -huh. i do agree with that uh yeah. after i only watched the first episode but i was i was really into it uh, i like that crazy crazy stuff is it is it japanese no i, I don't uh, know anything about it i korean i think it's right? korean yeah korean i don't other than yep. that i don't know anything about it yeah uh really we really enjoyed it we haven't gotten back to it just because there's a couple other shows where we wanted to finish up we're watching uh, only murders in the building which is a really really funny uh strangely funny i wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as i do but steve martin and uh martin short oh yeah uh, and selena gomez are the mm -hmm. the stars in that series and it's all about um these people that live in this upper west side building really swanky uh they there's a murder in their building and they decide to start a true crime crime podcast about it but um you wouldn't think in 2021 steve martin and martin short are still some of the funniest people out there but they really are mm -hmm. i mean i was uh, laughing out loud pretty frequently and it's it's that brand of humor that's kind of gotten lost you know in, in today's uh sort of wacky um short attention span uh viewing economy that we have sure um but it, yeah it, it felt vintage in that way but really entertaining um i don't know we're watching lots of stuff but midnight mass was probably dominated the week this past okay. week nice all right anything else not really kind of a boring week in a good way i like yeah. boring weeks yeah oh i got a new grill i got a blackstone grill nice i'm really excited we haven't gotten the propane tank we're gonna go and pick up that up today and i'm gonna season it and uh probably make some food later tonight i really can't wait yeah um smash burgers yeah smash burgers um i get such good rest smash burger recipes on my tiktok for you page that uh like i we only have a smallish pan that we make smash burgers on. I can only make one, maybe two at a time. But if I had a Blackstone, man, smash burgers all the time. It's a 36-inch one, too. Um, my wife picked it out. And, you know, I when she picks stuff out, I try not to be too critical. But I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, I hope she picked out the big one. I hope she picked out the big uh -huh. one. And, and she did. So, nice. yeah, there's plenty of room. I think it's it said, like, 72 hot dogs or something you can oh, make. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I got to get something like that because trying to feed my army here is impossible. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons I really wanted it was you know we our whole we've been together eleven years and it's just been us and it's we have cookware for two people you know once we if we add children into the mix we're gonna have to buy a whole new set of cookware and yeah pots and pans and stuff like that so it's good yeah. to have something yeah because that stuff sort of slowly disappears too. <laughs> forks get thrown in the garbage plates get broke you know it's it's yeah that well it definitely when, we disappears. Were, when we were kids at least me i don't know about you but if i broke something and i could and i thought i could quietly dispose of it and nobody would know yeah i would do that <laughs> why not you know <laughs> yeah in the garbage all right anything else nah
Okay. Uh, I think the only <clears throat> the only thing I wanted to talk about for my week was uh, I sold the graphics card in my desktop. I kind of threw it up on eBay. I I threw it up there for eight hundred, expecting it to slowly whittle down, and I was like, ah, I'll you know someone will buy it for six fifty. Uh, mind you, I paid four hundred dollars for this graphics card a year ago. So, and sure enough, yesterday uh, out of nowhere, someone someone bought it. Nice hundred. So I packaged it up, shipped it out, shipped it out this morning, and uh, yeah, I was surprised. Do you have to have that. insurance on something like that when you ship it. Uh, I don't know what sort of insurance. I think it's I think it's on the buyer maybe if they want to pay for insurance. I don't buy much stuff on eBay. I've just been selling stuff. So, <clears throat> uh, but I always package up my stuff really well. Uh, that's one of the the compliments I get from people that buy buy stuff from me is is how well packaged is because we have like we have a ton of Amazon packaging and Target packaging and I just reuse all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so I I have to take apart the rest of it and and sell it piece by piece. I wasn't sure if I was going to try to like just sell the tower. Uh, as is without the graphics card, um, but I think I'm just—I think I'll make the most by just like breaking it apart and, and selling it in, in individual pieces. So there is kind of a big market for PC parts on eBay since they're really hard to get. Uh, a lot of parts, anyway, are hard to get individually on like Amazon. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm uh, full on 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 my on my laptop now. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, still happy with my laptop. It's it runs games really well. Not as well as my desktop did, but I didn't expect it to. But yeah, right now I'm like I'm on dual monitors. I've got my keyboard and mouse plugged in. I've got my <coughs> microphone, excuse me, plugged nice. in. So yeah, I got everything I need. Much more portable now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the goal because you know hopefully hopefully we're gonna be moving soon. So uh. Yeah, and that's it for my week. So let's get into what we played. Corey, what have you played? Yeah, the only game I wanted to talk a little bit about, and mostly because it surprised me how much I liked it, but Astria Ascending. Um, <clears throat> snuck onto Game Pass. I think it's also on Steam. I don't know what else it's available on, but it's a it's a JRPG, um, mostly. But it does one thing really unique, and that is uh, its world traversal is 2D. Um and at first that I was like, oh man, I don't know about this. And I'm glad I I'm glad I forgot that I read that it was 2D because reading that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play a 2D JRPG. But once I started playing it, one thing I realized um, that I did like about it was that when you're playing a JRPG, traversal, it's not <clears throat> what's the word? It's not very um, creative you know you're, you have a path you have somewhere you're going and, and you just have to go there and you have to walk and maybe there's random battles along the way um but there's not much creativity in terms of how you get where you want to go it's just like there's one way to get there and that's just how i'm going to go i'm going to walk across this big field or you know i'm going to get on this boat and go to this place um but astria ascending kind of removes that kind of annoying part of jrpgs and just makes it 2D. So you're basically just on that one path anyway, without the distraction of everything else going on around you. Um, but you can still kind of explore because there's different paths. It's just, you know, you're just going in two dimensions. So there's no, um, it doesn't take as long to, to get where you're going, I should say. 
So it removes all that annoying kind of world traversal stuff. Uh, it also enables fast travel right off the get-go and you can do it at any point. There's no restrictions on it. So another thing I really like about it um, because again, like traveling just to turn in a quest, you know, t traveling five minutes just to turn in a quest can be kind of annoying. If you could just tap a couple buttons and turn it in within 30. Oh no, I think I cut okay, out. You're Am good. I still with you, Dan? Yep. Oh, you can still hear me? Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, you, you, did cut, you did cut out for a second there. Oh, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the setting is high fantasy, a um, little bit of magical stuff on the side. You play your cast, your team is a bunch of demigods, um, kind of out to save the world, a pretty typical JRPG story. But what I like about it is you start with a team of eight players. That's your team. And you can swap them in and out in the middle of combat. So if you know three characters die, as long as you still have one alive, you can swap out those three dead ones with three healthy ones um but it also has a really complex and deep um job system kind of like final fantasy tactics where you can mix and match abilities from different jobs and systems are what really make the game sorry dan i don't know how much of that you heard but i think i cut out it, again. it dropped out for yeah a few seconds again. okay yeah but i was just, just saying just how... continue I was just saying how complex and deep all of the systems are, the character customization systems and stuff, and 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 how much I appreciate that in JRPGs. Right. Um, because there are, it's an older style of game. It doesn't take advantage of you know the photorealistic first person, uh, you know, stuff that the hardware can pump out today. Uh, but it does have a really this game, Astria Ascending, has a really beautiful art style and uh, really complex, deep. Yeah, systems. I feel like JRPGs anymore are kind of niche. Yeah, but I'm always I'm always looking for them, you know, yeah. and I'm always trying to find that one that does something unique. Like Octopath Traveler was another one yeah. that I think really nailed it. Um, I think Astria Ascending is great. I think it's uh, Metacritic score of 73 or something is, is underrated. I know we were talking about games that um, can be underrated on Steam might not have that overwhelmingly positive review score, but I think I think that game is amazing. Uh, I, I really like it, and I would recommend it to, to you, Dan, and, and also to Will, um, who you guys also appreciate a good JRPG from time to time. So Yeah, I'm going to look into it. And free on Game Pass, so price is right if you have Game Pass. Uh-huh. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, so the only other thing... I did play a little more Eastward. Um, oh, cool maybe an hour or so i had fully intended on um playing playing and beating eastward because uh, Corey, i know you said it's like 17 ish hours uh i had been at maybe about between eight and ten uh so i had fully intended on on playing that because i knew metroid dread was coming out and i didn't know when i'd get back to it um but i i forgot to mention when we were talking about new world uh, I did one of those nights where I was like, I'll play for an hour or so after the kids go to bed. Uh, and then I looked and it was like three o'clock in the morning when I finally uh, came up for air. So, I, you know, I, that's that's kind of what I played uh, the most of this this past week. So uh, but I did play, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes of New World or not New World. I'm sorry. Metroid uh, Dread. And so far, I really like it. I don't know what to say about it other than it plays really, really tight. The graphics are really good. Uh, it's a very stable and solid 60 frames per second. 
it does uh, i this is actually my first metroid game so i can't compare it to others all that much um but it was uh and we're freezing but it does have some uh some horror-ish elements to it so um that's kind of cool hey hey and you we're back okay? what sorry <laughs> no that's fine that's it's my internet that that dropped out and that stinks I also realized that this version of Zoom was like super old. I don't know when it was, and I had an, uh, as soon as the meeting ended, I got a update notification and I updated it. So maybe oh, that might be the reason I was having issues. Uh, so yeah, I just got, I just finished talking about uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, the quick bullet points, real quick to, to rehash. It, it runs really well. Graphics are really good. Uh, it does seem to have like some horror y elements to it. I'm not uh, not familiar with that with Metroid games all that much. It's kind of the it'll be the first one I've actually sat down and played quite a bit, um, but I'm looking forward to it because it plays really well. It's really cool. cool that they they revisited the side scrolling. Is this um, what we're gonna do next weekend? Yeah, yeah, we could do Metroid Episode. Dread. I wonder if I do. You think I'd like it? Uh, I don't know. How much do you like? metroidvania style platformers yeah i mean i don't know it depends some of them are really good some of them i can do without yeah um is there character customization no it's samus just samus yeah there's no unlocking abilities and stuff like that. oh there's definitely unlocking abilities okay um but it's it's progression progression right exactly yeah Okay. I don't know. I'll have to look into it a little bit more to just see if uh, I'll take take the plunge, but yeah. maybe uh maybe Will would join. He's playing it, right? I don't know if he has it or not. I asked him if he was getting it earlier in the week and I don't know that he ever responded. So, uh yeah. That's everything. I don't do you have anything else you want to talk about before we before we call it a episode? Oh, and we're frozen frozen again. Oh, you're back. <laughs> my internet's terrible. It's been terrible. I don't know what's going on. So it's okay. It keeps telling me my internet connection is unstable. So uh, I don't know. Could just be a bad day for Zoom. Could be. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, Corey? Before we before call it an episode? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, yeah. So likely next week, Metroid Dread. Maybe not. Uh, if I don't end up getting a chance to play as much as I think I'm gonna gonna be able to play. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll do it for episode 497 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Mark. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Black.